You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, and we continue. This is Zach Gelb show, coast to coast on CBS Sports Radio. Before we delve back into the Kansas City Chiefs, and wonder where our concern level is with the Chiefs coming off a porous offensive performance yesterday up against the Denver Broncos. And, geez, this Chiefs team, yeah, they are a football team that's still, in my opinion, the best team in the AFC. They're sitting there at 6-2. and two, But this year on offense, I just have not seen the great version of of the Kansas City Chiefs that we're accustomed to. And they have an enormous game this weekend in Germany up against the Miami Dolphins. And we know the Dolphins are going to be able to put up a ton of points, even with the Chiefs having a really good defense. But before we get into this conversation about the Chiefs, coming off another big football Sunday, you guys know me, I'm a big foodie. And this was a conversation in the YouTube chat. I got to know, after watching an entire days of football, what you guys did consume for dinner last night because I had something that was pretty, pretty, pretty good. So, Stuart Kovacs, let me start off with you. What was for a Sunday night dinner last night in the uh, Kovacs apartment? Uh, my girlfriend made stuffed peppers, so we had Ooh, that. Stuffed peppers? I wasn't yes. expecting stuffed peppers. It was very still. good, and I had some for lunch as well. That's delicious. It's always great when you have a good dinner, then you get some good leftovers the next day, especially when the meal is good. Like when you have leftovers and the meal stinks, there's like nothing worse uh, than having leftovers the next day when the meal was like, ugh. But you're like, oh, I have so much food, and then I got to eat it again. Samter, what was in the uh, Samter's residence last night for uh, dinner? I was craving pizza, and there's no good pizza places around where I live. Like, no good, like, New York-style pizza, mm-hmm. right? There's some good, like, brick oven, thin crust, sure. like, gourmet places. I wanted just, like, New York pizza. So I drove my ass over here to Carmine Street, went to Joe's, picked up a nice, uh, large cheese pie, and that's what we had for dinner. That was it? Just cheese? No topping? No, when I go to Joe's, there's nothing on it. Just cheese. Just not pineapple? Perfect, plain cheese. No, they Took don't... The they don't right first of all, Joe's does not do that. Yeah, because they're a pizza place. Yeah. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. Like, I wouldn't get pepperoni. I wouldn't get anything on a Joe's pizza. It's just plain Joe's, and that's all you want. So no pineapple with the prosciutto de parma. None that of that. Santa's used to. Although we were supposed to order that last week, so we'll have to make that make good. I'm good with the, you want to do a little Halloween party tomorrow? Usually uh, we would get candy for that, but if we have an excuse to get some pineapple pizza with prosciutto de parma, and I'm not a big fan of pineapple on my pizza, I'm I'm down to try it. I'm down to dabble in the pineapple business with you, Samter. We can try it. Okay, so let's order it tomorrow. You, you know where it is. I'll give you my credit card. You order it up, and uh, we'll get a good pizza pie here. Don't give me your credit card. Can we get some garlic <laughs> knots with that too? Sure. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if they have garlic knots. What pizza place doesn't have garlic? This is like a this is like a thin crust brick oven type of place. Uh, it's, a, it's a bougie pizza yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they say. might have it, but I'll have to check. So I did a slow cooker pulled pork. I'm starting a movement. Slow cooker Sundays in the Gelb apartment where 
I make something in the morning, leave do I on football, and then eight hours later, come on back and have a delicious dinner waiting for me. Slow cooker Sunday. And last night was pulled pork with a little couscous. There was some potatoes and uh, broccoli and onions in the uh, pulled pork as well. But it was absolutely delicious. And just like Stu, I got some leftovers. So I can't wait to get on out of here in about 55 minutes. And I'll be stuffing my face with some pulled pork. And some people, Samter, may say that pork was very moist. It was moist pork. And I'm not talking about the guy that's in the chat room right now on YouTube, but there was some moist pork being consumed last night, and it was absolutely delicious. Sam. I'm sorry. I wasn't listening to anything you just said. I, I tuned out when I when I heard you talking about the pork What's and knew where this sake? was going. That's your namesake. Uh, that's what we were talking about, Moist Mike, right here on CBS Sports Radio. I'm sorry. What were you saying? Moist Mike. I had uh, moist pork last night for dinner. I'm sorry. Say it again. <laughs> Santa's going to do this thing where he's just not going to embrace the nickname. I know how this usually goes. I'm, I'm going to win here. And Santa's going to embrace the nickname. And he's going to get his name actually changed. Uh, Chad, Ocho, uh, Chad Johnson went to Chad Ochocinco. Uh, CJ Gardner Johnson went to CD Deuce. Soon we're going to get Mike Samter to just moist Mike Samter. We're going to make your first name your middle name. We're going to put moist as your first name. And the last name will remain the same in Samter. It'll be a cold day in hell when that happens. Well, it's Expect hell to free, freeze over in about four or five weeks from now. That's usually the way it works. All righty. Uh, let's get to the Kansas City. How about those Chiefs? So the Chiefs lost their first game of the season, but it was without Chris Jones. It was without Travis Kelsey as well. Then Travis Kelsey started uh, dating uh, Taylor Swift. The next thing you know, the Kansas City Chiefs started to win all these games. They go down to Jacksonville. Jags only score Nine points. They score 17. They beat the snot out of the Chicago Bears, 41 to 10, which was like, so what? They just survived up against the Jets, 23 to 20. They just survived and got some help from the officials, beating the Vikings, 27 to 20. Sloppy game against Denver, 19 to 8. All right, the offense picks up a little bit against Brandon Staley's disgraceful defense where the Chargers need to play the Bears to basically get a blowout victory. And the Chiefs were able to beat the Chargers, 31 to 17. And after weeks and weeks and weeks of the offense looking, eh, the offense being underwhelming, and Zach Gelb sitting here on CBS Sports Radio saying, oh, I'm not that concerned. You got a really good defense. The defense is playing well. That's a positive for Kansas City. Usually their defense, slow starting to the year, first eight, nine weeks, and then they start to get serviceable. So if you're going to sacrifice some offensive success and get the defense rolling, the defense winning games from the start, I could live with that. But then... The performance yesterday against Denver, I got to be careful with how I say this because I don't want to say it's like, oh, wow, the Chiefs can't win a Super Bowl or, oh, wow, the Chiefs can't get to a Super Bowl because I still do believe that the Chiefs right now are the best team in the AFC because no one has really taken the baton when a team like Kansas City is vulnerable and run with it. And last year, not that it was always centered around the offense, but there was that thought heading into the season. Oh, Kansas City loses Tyree Kill. Tyree Kill gets traded to the Miami Dolphins. Oh, there's a, a, a dent in the armor of Kansas City. They're right there for the taking. They could be beat. And last year, Kansas City gets the AFC title game. They beat the Bengals, who they lost to three times prior. They get to the Super Bowl. Even with being down by 10 points, they still found a way to win a Super Bowl. And going into last year, my comment and my commentary on the Chiefs was never, they can't win a Super Bowl without Tyreek Hill. I never said that. But my concern was without Tyreek Hill, we've all grown accustomed 
to the Chiefs getting down early in big games, and then in a blink of an eye, this roaring comeback, this resilient comeback, and this unbelievable comeback. And my thought last year was, when you don't have Tyree Kill, that loses the big playability, and it loses your ability to quickly come on back. And I was proven wrong, even though I did not doubt saying that Kansas City couldn't win a Super Bowl or get to a Super Bowl. It was just how they were going to win it. And in the Super Bowl, they basically gave me the middle finger where the Eagles are up by 10 points and then, right as you know, in a snap of a finger, Chiefs get the lead, Chiefs end up winning the game. But this year, it is crazy how we're eight weeks into the season. Some people say Mahomes is the MVP of the league. I don't think he's the MVP of the league this year because everything has to go perfect for Patrick Mahomes to win the MVP. But still... No one else in the AFC has taken the baton and run with it. It looked like it was the Miami Dolphins, but then in their two biggest games of the season, Miami lost to Philadelphia and Buffalo. Buffalo has been up and down. The Jaguars have now gotten back on the right track, but I can't say it's the Jaguars when in week two, they lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. You look at Cincinnati, slow start. Now they're back moving in the right direction. They're alive. The Bengals are back. But they still have work to do. The Baltimore Ravens, it's all dependent on the health of Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson stays healthy. The Ravens can beat anybody in the NFL. And nobody, and I mean no one else in the AFC West, can contend with the Kansas City Chiefs. And that's coming off a loss yesterday inside the AFC West. I get that, where Denver defeated Kansas City. But stuff like that happens. I'm talking big picture here. These next three weeks, and there's a bye week sandwich in, Usually, Kansas City doesn't have big regular season games. What I mean by that, in what happens on the field, changes your perception and view of them. But the next two weeks, they go up against high-octane explosive offenses, where this weekend, they play in Germany up against the Miami Dolphins. We know what the Dolphins are on pace to do with Tua Tunga-Vailoa, with Tyree Kill, with Jalen Waddell, with Brahim Mostert. And they even haven't got back Devon Achan yet who was off to this like crazy start before he got hurt and, and did go on IR. And he's got to be coming back soon, you would expect. They just got Jalen Ramsey back on the defense, 94 days uh, when he tore that meniscus, and he makes an interception yesterday, albeit up against Mac Jones, who continues to show you why he's not a franchise quarterback. But then coming back from Germany, Chiefs right away go to a bye, and then right out of the bye, it's a Super Bowl matchup. It's a Super Bowl uh, look back to a year ago, and maybe the Super Bowl once again this year. Monday Night Football in Kansas City, Chiefs and Eagles. And depending on how Kansas City performs offensively in their next two games, I think it's going to set the tone for the Chiefs and the way that a lot of people look at the Chiefs the rest of the season. Now, I don't expect the Chiefs to lose both of those games. I would say that they split, but it's not out of the realm of possibilities that the Chiefs lose to Miami just because they can't win in a shootout right now. And then... Coming off the bye, they lose to Philadelphia because we know how great the Philadelphia Eagles can be. And they're 7-1 right now, and they look like they're the best team in the NFL, and they still haven't even reached their apex yet. So all I'm going to say about Kansas City is I'm never going to sit here and say the Chiefs can't win a Super Bowl or the Chiefs won't represent the AFC in the Super Bowl this year. But if we go through this where it's back-to-back years of saying the Chiefs are vulnerable, The Chiefs can get got this year, and they don't get got. 
then shame on the rest of the AFC. And I will never say then again that all oh, the Chiefs could get got and the Chiefs maybe are vulnerable this season. But I, I thought Jay Gruden made a good point, and it's an obvious point. You need someone else to step up. Like, sure, Isaiah Pacheco's been good. But you need someone else to step up in the receiving department. Because 15 is so tough to stop. We all know how great Patrick Mahomes is. 87 is not only the best tight end in the game, he's one of the greatest tight ends ever in the history of the NFL. But you need someone else to take the baton. And that's something to monitor from now until tomorrow. I know the Chiefs just got back McCall Hardman and they got him back from the Jets, but he's not a, a dominant receiver. He's not someone that, yeah, sure, he gives you a little jolt, but he's not someone that you expect to be, oh, wow, here comes McCall Hardman to save the day for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's just familiar with the offense. And he muffed a punt. Yeah. That led to a touchdown. You're not wrong um, in that, but then the week prior, right, he gave that team a little jolt of energy too. So you've seen some ups and downs the last two weeks with McCall Harmon in his return to Kansas City. But I'll just go back to this, and I know this is probably more on DeAndre Hopkins, but DeAndre Hopkins talks about how much he wants to win, blah, 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 blah. DeAndre Hopkins, and every player is allowed to do this, he prioritized money and being the number one target. But I look at Kansas City, I would have taken less, and it's easy for me to say this, but I would have taken less. Now, the question is how less, but I would have considered taking less to go to Kansas City where you could still mentally say you're the number one wide receiver, even though we all know the number one target is Travis Kelsey. Now, I don't expect DeAndre Hopkins to get traded tomorrow to Kansas City, and maybe Derrick Henry's available, but it seems no team is biting, and... Maybe they look for a running back to go get another weapon in there, and maybe it is Derrick Henry. But I want to see if Kansas City makes any moves from now until the trade deadline, and we're less than 24 hours away from that 4 p.m. Eastern time trade deadline tomorrow. I want to see if the Chiefs make a move. Because if they don't, this is what they got. And you better hope 87 doesn't get hurt. Clearly, 15 can't get hurt. But one of these other guys, Kadarius Toney, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Sky Moore, Rasheed Rice. Maybe it is McCole Hardman, Justin Watson. They got to go take that baton and run with it. And it's going to be a big storyline to watch because that offense, and it's wild that we're here eight weeks into the season, has not played yet to the level that they're, they're capable of. And I know people are say, oh, what about the Bears game? It's the Bears. The Bears stink. So this year is another year, back-to-back years, where Kansas City keeps on stacking W's, piling up W's, but it's not to this dominant standard. And we're saying Kansas City could get got this year. Is anyone in the AFC going to be able to do so? Because if they're in the Super Bowl again with, what, the combination of Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Rasheed Rice, and Sky Moore as your wide receivers – it once again just shows you how lethal that connection is between Mahomes and Kelsey. You talk about this a lot, about how Tom Brady, outside of Randy Moss, yeah. had Rache Caldwell and had Troy Brown. Doug and had, Gabriel, David Givens, David Patton. Oof. And Chris he, Hogan, and he Danny Amendola. And he did it year in and yep. year out, year in and year out. If there's another quarterback who can do it, it's Patrick Mahomes. Sure. People, and listen, I say this outside of my Chiefs fandom. Mm-hmm. People continue 
continue to doubt the Chiefs. They did it last year. They do it year after year after year. Oh, well, this is the year the Chiefs take a step back. The Chiefs look at the regular season the way the Warriors looked at the regular season in the NBA. It's just kind of a primer. Let's just make sure we don't get hurt. Let's make sure we don't screw anything up. We don't give away too much. Let's get the first seed or even the number two seed. And once the playoffs hit, we're going to turn it on and we're going to crush everybody. People doubt the Chiefs right now. Do it at your own peril. I agree with you. And especially, look how much you can actually doubt Kansas City this year. And still, I called them what? The best team in the AFC. And the second best team in the NFL. And it just it's the respect that they get and the benefit of the doubt that they get because of who the quarterback is, who the tight end is, and also who the head coach is. And maybe it's a underrated storyline here, but Eric Bieniemy no longer being their offensive coordinator. I know Matt Nagy is familiar with Kansas City, but it's a new offensive coordinator as well. Now, I know a lot of people roll their eyes at that, but great teams, they lose coordinators, and that happens, and you got to adjust to it. But... You talked about the regular season not mattering. Yeah, kind of for Kansas City, it doesn't. You just got to be healthy. I will say, though, and I'm not saying he can't do this. I absolutely think he can do this. We've never seen Patrick Mahomes have to play a road playoff game uh, come January. And that's going to... I don't even know if that's definitely going to happen this year. But these next three weeks where you have two big games against the Dolphins and then also the Eagles, that could pile up some L's because they lost a game yesterday that no one expected them to lose to. Uh, when you lose to a team like the Denver Broncos. All righty, this is Zach Gelb show on CBS Sports Radio. And yeah, right now I would say that the Bengals are the biggest threat to Kansas City. And look how funny that is. Right when you thought the Bengals were done at 1-3, and three, now they're right there in the mix at 4-3 and three with a big game against Buffalo this weekend. All righty, we'll take a break. We'll come on back. We'll play some big calls from this past weekend, and we'll have some topics for you with no huddle offense. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Touchdowns, sacks, upsets, and last-minute heroics. Another NFL Sunday is in the books, and we've got you covered with the biggest plays and sound bites from another wild week in the National Football League. It's time for No Huddle Offense on the Zach Gelb Show. All righty, let's start things off in Jerry's world where the Dallas Cowboys improved to 5-2, and two, taking down the L.A. Rams by a score of 43-20. to 20. Rams fall to 3-5. and five. Deron Bland has four interceptions on the season and three of those four picks he has scored and taken to the house. Here was a 30-yard pick six yesterday. This made it Dallas 17 and the Rams 3. They're going to blitz Stafford. He throws it to the left. Picked off by Bland. He's done it again. Look at me, Ma, I came back home. A house call for Deron Bland. Three touchdowns on interceptions by Deron Bland. You look at the numbers from this one. Dak Prescott, 304 yards passing and four passing touchdowns. CeeDee Lamb, a career day. 12 catches for 158 yards and two touchdowns. And the big question from this one, a dominant win for Dallas. They're sitting there at 5-2. and two. Does this change the view for Zach Gelb, as I just spoke in the third person, with the Dallas Cowboys? And my answer is no. It's a good win, but you look at the way that the Cowboys have won games this year. They won 40 nothing against a bad team in the Giants. They won 30-10 to up against a team in the Jets that's starting Zach Wilson at quarterback. You beat the Patriots 38-3. to The Patriots stink. All righty, you survive up against the Chargers. You're a little bit better than the Chargers. You beat them by three. And then you beat a Rams team that's trending in the wrong direction, 43-20. to We all know the Cowboys can win games in the regular season. We all know the Cowboys are a good team. But I still don't think they're a great team. I don't think they're amongst the elite teams in the NFL. And when push comes to shove in the playoffs, there will be a moment where Dallas looks like the drama Dallas choking Cowboys and Dak Prescott on a big stage comes up small. Let's not go crazy after two victories against the Chargers and the Rams and just forget that this team a few weeks ago did go up against the 49ers and they lost 42 to 10. I'm not saying the Cowboys are as bad as they played up against the 49ers, but after that performance, I can't all of a sudden say, because you beat the Chargers and the Rams. All righty, here comes the Dallas Cowboys. Get aboard the Super Bowl bandwagon, and they're going to be playing in Las Vegas this year in the Super Bowl, and they have not been to a Super Bowl since the 1995 season. Let's go to legendary Lambeau Field, where there was a game played, and then when the injury did occur in this one with Kirk Cousins, that's the big storyline from this one. The Vikings win 24-10. to Minnesota survived the slow start. They're now 4-4, four and four, but now they lose their quarterback for the season with a torn Achilles. Let's hear Kirk Cousins, though, throw a touchdown pass to Jordan Addison. That connection was really starting to heat up in the absence of Justin Jefferson, the rookie ride receiver via Pitt and USC. This made it 24-3 in the ballgame. Cousins is going to loop one right. Caught. Touchdown! Jordan Addison 
with his seventh National Football League touchdown. That gives Minnesota a 23-3 lead. And for Jordan, that touchdown means he has the most in the history of the Minnesota Vikings through the first eight games. 23-3 Vikings! What a call from the always exuberant Paul Allen on the Vikings radio network. It just stinks because this team started off 1-4. and four. They look like their season was cooked. All right, you just survived against the Bears. Then you beat the 49ers. You beat the Packers. And you look at their remaining schedule, Falcons, Saints, Broncos, Bears, Raiders. And then it gets tough. Bengals, Lions twice, and then sandwich in between the Green Bay Packers. If they didn't lose Kirk Cousins, you're looking at this Vikings team saying they could go make the playoffs. But now with Kirk Cousins gone, the big question is, who do you call? Because I don't know if they're going to continue with Jaron Hall. Kirk O'Connell, uh, uh, Kevin O'Connell would not commit to Jaron Hall after the game. There's a lot of veterans that people are saying, oh, maybe they should go bring in, maybe even trade for Ryan Tannehill with the way that Will Levis played the other day. But I saw Mike Florio floated out this possibility. And Mike Florio is a Vikings fan. Mike Florio, though, is also a longtime NFL scribe and is the man behind pro football talk. He said, am I the only one thinking that the Vikings should call the GOAT, Tom Brady? So I'll ask this question. If the Vikings called Tom Brady, would he come back? I would say that Tom Brady would only return for one team and one team only. And that's the San Francisco 49ers. I don't think he's going back to the Minnesota Vikings. I'm sure that NFL itch is always there, but it seems like he is now finally embraced retirement, right? They were, they had the whole Brady retirement day at one Patriot place. They already are uh, making sure on, I think it's June 12th, 6-12, that they're going to honor him at the stadium because one day was just not enough. I really do believe Brady's at peace with retirement. And I don't, I'm not saying he doesn't think he couldn't win a Super Bowl in Minnesota, but the one roster that is like Super Bowl loaded and could need a, and could have a need at uh, the quarterback position or the San Francisco 49ers, depending on what happens the rest of the way with Brock Purdy. And you know, that's Brady's hometown team. I do believe the Vikings should call, but I do not think Tom Brady would say, yeah, I'm, I'm going to Minnesota to quarterback the Vikings. Let's go to Santa Clara talking about those 49ers. The Niners have now lost three straight games and the Cincinnati Bengals are looking like they're back. We'll talk about how back they are in just a second, but first let's hear Joe Burrow find Jamar Chase for a touchdown, Joe Burrow on the day, 283 yards passing, three passing touchdowns. And uh, Jamar Chase, the man that was on the receiving part of this touchdown, he had 100 yards on 10 catches. Burrow fakes a pass to the right, throws toward the Get end zone. Him. Chase yeah. with an over-the-shoulder yeah. catch. Touchdown, oh, Bengals. Baby. And he does a backflip in the back of the end zone. Instead of the gritty, he made like an Olympic gymnast and did a flying backflip to celebrate his touchdown. So that is uh, Dave uh, Dave Lapham and uh, Dan Hort, I believe his name is, or Dave Hort as well, on the uh, Bengals radio network. Dave Lapham usually is crazy going nuts. He was pretty tame there. He was like providing the background commentary, but usually he's screaming at the top of his lungs like he's Scott Zolak, and you thought that would have been the case, especially in route to a 31-17 victory for the Bengals up against the San Francisco 49ers, but a pretty tame Dave Lapham. And the Bengals are definitely back, and the Bengals are definitely back to being Super Bowl contenders because Joe Burrow is now healthy. 
They have won three games in a row. They have survived their slow season. And they didn't only go in and get a victory up against the 49ers. They controlled that game and they showed they were the better team. And that defense is a problem. That defense has been very underrated the last few seasons. I said it 9,000 times today. I'll say it 9,001 times again. That that defensive coordinator, Lou Anarumo, should be a head coach in this league. But the biggest key for the Bengals was getting Burrow back healthy even after the slow start. Now they are rolling. Now they are off and running. And now their season really starts. And they're above 500 at 4-3. and three. Big game this weekend up against the Buffalo Bills. Sunday Night Football on NBC. But with how open the AFC is, the fact that the Bengals are now a game over 500, they're absolutely back to being title contenders. And they would be my second best team in the AFC. Right behind the Kansas City Chiefs who did lose yesterday uh, to the Denver Broncos. Let's go to Nashville. It was Atlanta and Tennessee. Will Levis makes his first career NFL start, and he tossed four touchdown passes, one to uh, Nick Westbrook-Akina, the other three to DeAndre Hopkins. Let's hear the third one to D-Hop. This was a 61-yard touchdown pass from Will Levis. Levis looking to throw it. Throws deep downfield. There's Hopkins all alone. 20, 15, 10, 5, end zone. Ladies and gentlemen, give him 61 yards! Touchdown, Titans! The trifecta! Levis to Hopkins! Not once, not two, but now three times on the afternoon. That all deserves a hell yes! Awesome. Look at these color commentators. That was the Titans Radio Network, if you cannot figure that out. Will Levis, 238 yards passing in his starting debut in the NFL. Four passing touchdowns, and then all these trade rumors about Derrick Henry and DeAndre Hopkins. Well, Hopkins, four catches, three of them touchdowns, 128 yards, and then Derrick Henry had 101 yards rushing in the victory. After the game, uh, Mike Vrabel would not commit to Will Levis as the starter in a short week up against the Pittsburgh Steelers. He did go on to say, it depends on the health of Ryan Tannehill. Coach, let me do you a favor. And uh, I know Mike Vrabel's a really good coach in this league. I don't care if Ryan Tannehill's 100% healthy. You have to start Will Levis. You drafted Will Levis in the second round, 33rd overall pick. Last year, you guys drafted Malik Willis in the third round. Back-to-back years of taking quarterbacks. You know what Ryan Tannehill is. Ryan Tannehill is a solid quarterback. Ryan Tannehill is an average, above-average quarterback. He's not a great quarterback. He's not even a good quarterback. And he's not a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. You have a new era because your old GM was an idiot and traded A.J. Brown and sent a bad message to the locker room. So now you need to start this new era of Tennessee Titans football. I don't know if Derrick Henry's in the long-term plans. He's a running back. DeAndre Hopkins is an older wide receiver. You got to figure out who your quarterback is, and you got to give that baton to Will Levis for the rest of the season and see what he does. Because if you don't believe in him at the end of the season, then you still have to look for your next quarterback. Jets and Giants. We really have to talk about this game. Jeez Louise, this was a miserable football game. At one point, the Giants had negative nine passing yards, and it looked like they were going to win the ball game, and the Jets win it in overtime 13-10. to Here's the game-winning field goal that looked like it was no good, but actually was good, and it was kicked by Greg Zerline, Greg the Leg. Here is Bob Bashusen on the Jets radio network. Zerline ready. The snap clean, the placement down, the kick is up. And the kick hooks to the left, but it's gone! Inside the left upright for Zerline! And the Jets win it in overtime, and honestly, I'm not sure how! Yeah, no one's sure how. 
because when Kayvon Thibodeau sacked Zach Wilson and the ball was turned over on downs, 126 to go in a 10-7 lead for the Giants with the Jets offense doing nothing, this game was over. Everyone thought it was over. And then on fourth and one with 28 seconds to go, the Jets had no timeouts. Brian Dable had a decision to make. Graham Goodell missed a field goal earlier in the game. Do you kick the field goal or do you go for it? Graham Goodell missed a 35-yard field goal. And then somehow, Zach Wilson in four plays and 58 yards, of course, that's the NFL, in 24 seconds gets the ball down the field. The center spots the ball. The ref touches the football. And then they spike it, which led to the game-tying field goal that got the game into overtime. But going back to that decision on fourth and one, I don't think it's egregious that Dayball kicked it. Let me be clear. But I would have gone for it in that spot. And you could have done two things. One, Saquon Barkley was having a pretty damn good game. If you don't want uh, the quarterback, Tommy DeVito, to do the QB sneak, fine. Hand the ball off to Saquon Barkley. And if you don't get it, they still have to march down the field from the 17-yard line, and you waste some time off the clock. Or, here was a suggestion that was made to me by someone. And I think it's a little crazy, but I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. 28 seconds left. Why don't you hand the ball to Saquon Barkley and have Saquon Barkley run all the way backwards, go out of the end zone, you take the safety, it's 10-9, then you got to punt the football, and there's like, what, like eight seconds left? There's no way Zach Wilson's getting a team in field goal range off a punt in eight seconds and no timeouts. That was one suggestion that was made to me by somebody. I won't say who. And at first I was like, that's the dumbest thing that I've ever heard. But more and more as the day does go on, I'm like, hmm, probably better than what Brian Dable ended up doing. So this is how I would have ranked it. Number one, Saquon Barkley runs the football there, gets the first down, or doesn't get and you give the ball back to the Jets. Number two, take the safety and have Saquon run all the way back. And then number three, kick the field goal. Brian Dable ends up taking the uh, field goal. Santer, I always know you love like a weird thought. What do you think about the safety there? I mean, it's ridiculous. That's like one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. Why? You're at the 17, run all the way back. You, you waste 15, 20 seconds or so, and you go out of the end zone. You take the safety. It's a 10-9 game. Game's and it, over. And then you you fair catch the punt. Get they have no timeouts. Good field, but no, but you fair catch the punt. You need one good play to get into field goal position, and you win the game. From the 20, there's going to be eight You're seconds that 20. runs up the clock. No, because usually, no, I mean usually off like, the punt, off the punt from from the onside, you know, uh, uh, off a of safety. You usually get the ball on the 30, 35, or something like that. You make one good throw. Maybe you need two plays if you can. You're not getting two plays with eight seconds left. No timeouts. Saquon's going to have to pull one of those Tecmo Bowl Bull Jackson moves where he runs backwards all the way, zigzagging back and forth for him to get it down to eight seconds. He wasn't going to be. I'm telling you. He would have had to run back, sprint as fast as he could because the Jets defense would have tackled him at the two and then run in for a touchdown to win the game. You may be right on that, but I will say, in about four or five hours, right when you're getting ready to put that head on the pillow, you're going to change. Your thought is going to change on that. Because I was the same way. A person texted me this. I go, you're the biggest idiot I've ever talked to. And then four or five hours later, I'm like, hmm, it's a pretty damn good idea. Stu, what do you think on this one? You could break the tie here. I like it. I would do it. There I we think, go. Yes, I would definitely run backwards. And it's they, they don't have enough time. If you, you're punting on the ball, Zach Wilson's not going to be able to go 50, 60 yards and, you know, with no timeouts in less than 10 seconds. There we go. Good job, Stu. Always like when you take my side in a tiebreaker. Nice job. We will uh, give you some candy tomorrow. And then finally, the Seahawks take care of business against the Browns, 24 to 20. Bad bounce, interception late. The next thing you know, Russell Wilson, uh, excuse me, Geno Smith 
to Jackson Smith and Jigba on a nine-yard game-winning touchdown. This is the Seahawks Radio Network. Seahawks improved to five and two. And the Cleveland Browns, woof, woof, they fall to four and three. JSN, he gets the throw near side. Turns outfield. Got a blocker. Touchdown, Seahawks. No flags. DK Metcalf with a great block. Jackson Smith and Jigba turns upfield and takes it in the front corner of the end zone. What a drive by the Hawks. Thank you, Julian Love, for the pick. And Seattle goes back on top, 23 to 20. The Seahawks right now are 5-2. and two. The 49ers after yesterday are 5-3. and three. Are the Seahawks the best team in the NFC West? I still think the 49ers win the division, but it's going to be close, and there's still two matchups against the 49ers. Thursday, November 23rd, right on Thanksgiving. That's the night game. Ooh, that's going to be a good one after we eat some lasagna. Forget about the turkey. We'll start that, though, coming up in a few days when November gets underway. And then December 10th in Santa Clara, you do have a 4 or 5 p.m. Eastern time game on Fox, uh, Fox Seahawks, and the 49ers. Uh, I would still say, yeah, Seattle's the second best team in the NFC West. The 49ers are one. They'll get healthier. But with that being said, the Seahawks are alive. The Seahawks know how to win games. And you just see for the Browns, it's really two weeks. You got the lucky bounces. You got the breaks from the officiating. Yes, you didn't get the lucky bounce at the end of the game. And a team like Seattle, when you leave the door open, will find a way to knock it down and walk out with the victory. That's your no huddle offense. We'll come on back. We will preview this Raiders-Lions game coming up tonight. And also, how impressed are you with the Eagles at 7-1? and one? Do you think they could play better? But first, with the latest CBS Sports Radio update, here's the Ackman Rich Ackerman. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. It's time to ask the pros where you, the listener, gets to ask us a question, and it's brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Jake in Vegas says, Zach, what's your bet tonight on the Raiders and Lions? You could simply tweet your question at CBS Sports Radio or at Zach Gelb using the hashtag AskThePros. Be listening later in the show when we might answer your question. Or, excuse me, that was the first read of that. Uh, but you can think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Let's answer that question right now. 
Uh, so Devontae Adams, you're going to get good value on any time touchdown bet tonight. It's at plus 150. Devontae Adams hasn't got a touchdown for the Raiders since that week three matchup against the Steelers where he went for 13 receptions, 172 yards, and two touchdowns. He has three receiving touchdowns on the season. The first one was that game up against the Bills where I think that was the first drive of the game. They marched right down the field. And they had a touchdown. They did go up 7 nothing, and then they got blown out after that. And Devontae Adams after actually left that game with an injury. So we've now gone through four other games where Devontae Adams hasn't scored. Devontae Adams showed last year, even without Aaron Rodgers, an all-pro wide receiver. And also, Jimmy Garoppolo is coming back tonight for the Raiders, even though that doesn't really move the needle for me, but it's better than Brian Hoyer, or it's better than Aiden uh, O'Connell as well. And two weeks ago, albeit Devontae Adams did drop a touchdown, Brian Hoyer threw the football. It was in the back left of the end zone, and he should have caught it, and he dropped it. Sorry, Stu. I know I'm like making you rehash all these bad memories for your franchise. But this past week, I was reading this on CBS Sports, that Raiders head coach Josh McDaniels, he opened the floor to his players, and this was actually on Thursday, allowing everyone to voice their frustrations. This was according to CBS Sports and NFL Media. Nothing was off limits as players could discuss personnel, team culture, and yes, coaching as well. You had Max Crosby, Devontae Adams, and Josh Jacobs were a few of the players who reportedly spoke up, but NFL media reported that the players from all over the roster took McDaniels up in the opportunity, and the Raiders uh, players reportedly considered the meeting to be positive and even cathartic. All right, let's uh, calm down here. Right, just because you have a good team meeting, I think it only lasts for so long. The team still stinks, but... You even had Devontae Adams recently going on with Rich Eisen and talking about how much he misses Aaron Rodgers and, you know, he's fine with the Raiders. But this is setting up this offseason. Stu, you know this. Devontae Adams getting traded this offseason. There's no doubt about it. But if you're trying to appease him and you have a disgruntled player who I do think his frustration is coming from the right place. Now, like sometimes it could be misguided or it could be misvoiced and the timing of it couldn't be right. But in this case, the Raiders think you have nothing to lose. He's upset. They're go a smart team. And I know the Raiders aren't a smart team. But a smart team would force feed him the football tonight. I got to think that he's getting into the end zone. And at plus 150, those are some pretty damn good odds for usually a player who's expected to get in the end zone. And his numbers would usually be like plus 100 or minus 110, something like that. So, Stu... I don't think your football team wins tonight. I think the Lions are home. The Lions are going to put up a lot of points. The Lions are going to be PO'd. They're going to bite off some kneecaps. They're a better football team. They're coming off a loss where they got embarrassed up against the Baltimore Ravens. But this Lions team is a different team, indoor, outdoor. I, I think the Lions win tonight. I'm not going to touch the spread of seven points. Uh, if I had to touch the spread of seven points, I would lay it with the Lions. But my play tonight is that your guy, I'm trying to uplift Stu here, even in what's going to be a loss for your football team, your guy, Devontae Adams, is going to get into the end zone. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think the Lions win by probably two touchdowns. Are you done with Devontae Adams, just wondering? No, I, I like him. I, I just, I feel like he's wasted because the team around him isn't good. So he's in the back, you know, the back part of the prime of his career. So I feel like they're not taking advantage of it. And by the time they're maybe good in a few years, he would be not Devontae Adams anymore. And, and I got to think you could get a first-round pick for Devontae Adams this yeah. offseason. And you look at a team like the Jets who now are getting their first-round pick back because Aaron Rodgers got hurt and they don't have to give a first-round pick up uh, in with the contingency that's on there. I think it's now a second-round pick. 
that the Packers are going to get because Rodgers didn't play a certain amount of snaps in the playoffs and all that. So I got to think the the Jets are going to call the, the Raiders this offseason. And I don't know if the Raiders are going to want to tangle with the Jets. But for a first-round pick and maybe hopefully a new regime coming in, yeah, I, I got to think that's a deal that's going to get done because Devontae Adams is going to kind of go like NBA feel a little bit where he's going to say, I want to go to one place and one place only, and he'll threaten maybe retirement, say he'll be disgruntled if you uh, trade for him and it's not the Jets. I got to think that Devontae Adams or maybe even Mike Evans is one of those two players are going to wind up uh, with the New York Jets this offseason. The Jets try to really go for it with Aaron Rodgers coming back for that Achilles. By the way, it took the entire show. When we get to Minnesota, can I just throw a name out there to maybe replace uh, Kirk Cousins with the injury? With the trade deadline tomorrow and Jameis Winston not getting on the field, don't you think Jameis Winston at least has to have a phone call get made by Quesia uh, Dolfa Mensa to the Saints to try to get that deal done, an orchestrated deal? It's actually insane. As you were saying that, maybe 10 seconds before you actually brought up Jameis Winston's name, I just Googled Jameis Winston to the Vikings. There's some reports that they're in talks and that oh, they really? both want to do it. It's a possibility, but it's unbelievable. I literally hit enter, and 10 seconds later, huh. you said Jameis Winston should go to the Vikings. That's that crazy. Was, that was scary. That was Halloween scary. No, I was thinking about the whole, whole show. I'm like, who's a quarterback that isn't starting that at least would be entertaining? Like, I'm not even saying Jameis Winston would work out, but that would be entertaining. Jameis Winston, right? He either gets a touchdown or he throws an interception, and it's better than Jaron Hall. I would say he's too damn good to be sitting on the bench behind Derek Carr doing nothing. And the Vikings need somebody. It's the perfect fit. Maybe Tommy DeVito will uh, get a phone call after yesterday's performance. Two passes for negative (laughs) one yard. Yeah, no, thank you. (laughs) All righty. That's the Zach Gelb show on CBS sports radio real quickly. Eagles are seven and one. How good are they? Well, they're the best team in the NFL and they could still play better. So uh, we were supposed to talk this segment, how good the Eagles could be. Uh, We'll talk more about the Eagles the rest of the way, but I think it's very scary for the rest of the NFL. As long as Jalen Hurts stay healthy and he's not 100%, if he's healthy come playoff time, yeah, they could beat any team in the NFL. They're that good, and they almost won the Super Bowl last year. Big thanks to Jay Gruden for joining us, each and every one of you in the chat, and also listening to us on the radio. Stu, Samter, thank you so much. NFL trade deadline tomorrow. Dalvin Cook will join us, too. We out. Bye-bye. Peace. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 